Hello and welcome back to Decondition This, a podcast where we explore the practical tools of living the life of less resistance and challenge the cultural status quo through a lens of human design. My name is Mariana and I'm your host. Welcome, welcome back to Decondition This. I'm so glad you're here. I promised you that we'll talk about G-Center in one of the upcoming podcasts, and hey, the time has come. Seriously, G-Center in human design is pretty essential and can really screw you up if you don't know how the energy of the center works. Uh, I found myself struggling with a lot of it, and the more I learned about G-Center, over the past uh, year and a little bit has really affected me and I hope that uh, you find something useful in this conversation. So without further ado, let's dive in and let's talk about that G-Center. So if you're looking at the body graph, which you can grab at mybodygraph.com or Jovian Archives or a bunch of other places on the web for free, you will see it smack in the center of your chart and it's a diamond. If it's colored in, it will be yellow. That's the only diamond in the, the only diamond center out of the nine centers. And it's the only yellow center out of the nine centers. And there's a reason for that. So G um, center is the center of love and direction. That's what you'll read frequently. And that's kind of the very, very top level description of the center. But basically what it is, it's the source of all the other energy that circulates through you and goes to all the other centers. It's the first center. It's the definition so that uh, what you have going on in your G center basically determines your incarnation cross. And so it's, a, it's, it's really an essential, important center. And it's not a coincidence that the topic associated with that center is love and direction um so let's let so an interesting thing also unlike with other centers such as throat and sacral you um having it active defined or undefined or open really is not linked to your uh, type so you can be a generator a manifesting generator projector uh, they all, uh, or a manifester and you can have it defined or undefined. The only type that will always have it open or undefined is a reflector, just like with all the other centers. Reflectors have all their centers wide open so well, or undefined. The difference between the open and undefined center is an undefined center still has one or more gates on that center activated. There are no channels running to it, but there are gates that are activated. Open center will be fully white. There's nothing coming out of it. So it's all white all around. And that is a completely open center. Um, one 
interesting thing to know about the difference between an open and undefined centers is that whenever you have a gate that is defined, that's coming out of a white center, that means that you do take in other people through this open center. Um, as we already talked about, all open centers serve kind of as amplifiers to whatever we're taking in. But you will always kind of twist that something that you're taking into through that perspective of that defined gate. So in my case, I have an, um, an undefined G-center, so it's white. However, I do have gate 10 running out of that center. It doesn't connect to anything, which is why the center stays white. If it connected to something, that would define it and that would activate that center. So there'll be energy flowing to it, but in my case, there's not. So it's white with a 10 running out of it and kind of ending nowhere. Uh, a 10 is an interesting gate because it actually is a part of three different channels versus all other gates are part of just one channel. Um, but we'll talk about the specific, so there are eight total um, gates coming out of the G center and each of them have very specific vibe, <laughs> so to say. So each of those gates has a very special connection to this whole aspect of love and direction. But let's talk a little bit more broad at first, and then I'll share some of my experiences and then we'll dive specifically into the gates. So broadly, what you'll read if you look up non-self theme of uh, a conditioned G-center is the constant search for love and direction. So what it feels like is that you might feel like, who am I? Like you're never this one thing. You might want to do many things in life. You might want to work different careers. Maybe you have worked different careers in life. You never feel entirely like you can define yourself through anything that you do. Like there's always something more. There's always this fluidity in your, in who you are. And this can be very disorienting. And I've seen this with myself. Um, I've seen this with uh, my partner. And it's a, it's a very common topic. Um, it, it's, it's hard to have an open or undefined G without the awareness of the strength that it gives you and the wisdom of this open center. So for me, having this undefined G with only one channel running out of it is, um, has always felt like, you know, I've had all sorts of careers. I was a journalist. I was a content manager. I was a hostess. I was um, a publicist, now I'm a project manager, I was an entrepreneur, whatever it is that I do, um, there's always this sort of gap between what I do and who I am. And I'm not saying that's not that same for everyone, but I always felt like 
you know, I always felt this pull to do something else on top of what I'm already doing. Like there's always a part of me that's not expressed through whatever it is that I do. And even if I utterly enjoy what I'm doing, there's still this kind of constant search for finding what it is that I'm truly meant to do, what it is that will truly bring me joy. And now I, you know, a year and a little bit into my experiment, I really started to, I really dig it right now. Like I really look at it and kind of investigate like, oh, what, what am I interested in now? Let's, uh, let's do this. Let's run with this for a bit. Or uh, what, what is this? I, I gotten better at being comfortable with defining myself as this sort of uh, a renaissance woman, right? Where I have too many interests to even specify what it is that I do. I can specify what I do for each audience that I'm talking to, but otherwise the list is insane. Just like this podcast has nothing to do with the topics that I speak on when I'm in my project when I'm wearing my project manager hat has nothing to do with the top when with how I act and speak and present myself when I'm talking to entrepreneurs or nothing to uh, you know um oh you know I also talk on mindfulness and meditation and there's just too many things and I was very uncomfortable with it for a while it's like they're always saying that you have to you know if you want to have active social media, I have to stick with a theme. Well, that never worked for me. My themes have always been so far removed from each other that it just never worked. Like, I can't talk about just this one thing. I can't express myself through this one thing. And um, it was, I've had, I definitely had, especially earlier in my life, I definitely had these moments of pretty deep frustration where I would just want to just know what the hell I'm doing here. I'd want to know my path. I'd want to know what my career path should be like. Where should I live? What should I do? And it just would never be an option for me. And I thought that there's something wrong with me, where in fact it's, and it's not even wrong. It's just so. That's just how it is. So um, if you have, something like this or some experiences like this uh, that might be because of the open G but the wisdom of the open G is that it is very you're comfortable wearing this hat basically a person with an open G is can be a chameleon so and that has that relates to different jobs or different um, groups of people that we're with, that you're with, that also relates to a partner, and that's another thing that um, is, I think is very important covering. Because as a person with an open G, I've always had this experience where, on a first date, I can just pick up the person, basically, and show them, reflect back to them themselves. So they see this and they, and they immediately think, oh my God, she understands me. Like no one's ever understood me. She really is this, 
she's like me, she's like the reflection of me, she's my muse, whatever, I, I was called all those things before, and it's really strong, because basically, I can mold into whatever I want, same when I was a teenager, I was always able to, like, I always knew how to dress, like, if I go to a rock concert, I could fit right in, if I go to a professional conference or something like that, right, I can fit right in, if I go to a birthday party, at someone like conservative house, I can fit right in. Like I didn't have any problem. I actually uh, early on used clothes and fashion as this type of like to play out this chameleon nature. And that was, I, I always took pride in that. I took pride in, in the fact that I could adapt so well to a point that everyone believed that I'm this thing, where in fact I was never this one thing. I would be uh, a valedictorian straight A student at the same time I'm gonna be a, a rocker I'll, I'll be a go-go dancer and I'll be a bunch of these other things that are completely different from each other and obviously now I, I know this is a superpower but then the question is how do you orient yourself with all these different personalities that that you can take on as the proud owner of, of an open g center and the way you do it is by listening to yourself so another superpower of an open g is the ability to really sense instantly if the place the company um you know the group of people the person is right for you or not and it's not like good for you in the long run it's literally in this moment, is this person, is this place, is this where you're supposed to be? Because you're taking so much in through OpenG, you really can catch that resonance between yourself and the environment. And if it's out of resonance, out of tune, then you should get the heck out. So whatever feels right in the moment, now if you want to feel like a rock star right now, and go to, you know, mosh at a rock concert, and that feels good, do it. If you want to present at a conference, do it, right? Like, that's how, and it could be more prolonged. Like, right now, I'm really enjoying playing the role that I'm playing, considering that my different interests kind of started to loosely converge, and that really works. But then other days I might want to be something completely different. Another pitfall and kind of a, a challenge of an, of an open G, when we talk about long-term relationships and even short-term relationships, right? Even early on at the onset of a relationship. One thing to watch out for very, very carefully with an open G is the ability of the center to just take on the personality of the other. So it's very easy as a partner in a relationship with someone who has a defined G, the person with the open G will, can very easily just mold, it, mold herself or himself to the partner with the defined center. And I realized that subconsciously, even without much awareness, honestly, because I always considered myself a very independent person, but even without much awareness, I would take on the aspirations and personalities of the person I was with 
even when I would still do my own thing, but when it comes to like choosing a place to live or choosing like what to do, I would be like, oh, okay, cool, let's do that. And then slowly but surely that would just turn into me completely losing myself. And in double trouble is when the person you're reflecting so well also has an open G because in that sense, that person is reflecting whatever else they're interacting with. So that's not even them you're reflecting now. Now you're just reflecting the mosh of everything that they've picked up along the way. And it's just no good. Just don't do that. (laughs) Again, it's of course, the more tuned in you are in your uh, authority, the more tuned in you are into your you know, strengths and gifts and your authenticity, the better you will be at distinguishing who you really are. Because a person without you by no means has no personality. The personality of this person is malleable and flexible and investigative and curious and exploratory and profoundly connecting and understanding others. So that is, that is a huge strength that also has to do with the fact that you can really talk to anyone. Um, you can um, like say the right things and, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of strength in open G, but you can use those strengths better if you have that awareness of who am I reflecting right now? Is this really me or am I picking this up? And then using this chameleon nature to emphasize things that are nurturing you the most and things that are reflective of you at this moment in time, personally, professionally, whatever it is, and using that to pull and like extract different aspects of the situation from your surroundings. And speaking of surroundings... It is very important for G, for an open G center to like where they are. Uh, I've heard of people getting really sick when they were stuck in the suburbs somewhere, or it's, it's just important to, again, because you're taking so much in, to take in whatever, what, what feels right, what is the right place for you to be. So pay attention to that. If you have an open G, pay attention to where you want to be. And um, also double that if you do know your environment from a PHS system, which we'll talk about soon because it's kind of what I'm really, really interested in right now in studying. So I'll definitely share. But if you know your environment, that double that because you can be in the right environment and then have that correct aligned environment nurture who you are through your open G and mix that with your strategy and authority and you really get this kind of a fuel tank (laughs) that can really propel you forward. So that's really cool. Uh, Same with um, knowing your diet and uh, your senses. Because that's how you're taking things in. So PHS, to me, really affects your G-Center probably the most. And then if you have an open G, 
that influence is very, very strong. So it's very good information to have. And um, I'm just tap, just tapping into exploring it and starting to actually implement it in my life. But that it's it's really clean information, kind of pretty minimal actually, but so profound. So anyway, so let's um, quickly talk about the eight gates of G and uh, then we'll wrap up. But this is also another layer of information from human design that's pretty new to me. And I found that absolutely fascinating because that explains so much once, yet once again. So uh, it's four and four. So the first four gates talk about love and the other four gates talk about direction. So the four love gates are gate 10, gate 15, gate 46, and gate 25. So gate 10, which is the one, the only one coming out of the G that I have is the gate of self-love. So that's the gate that processes all the incoming information through the perspective of loving and respecting oneself. And that is absolutely true for me. And I have been uh, sort of blamed for that, uh, for being kind of egotistical and thinking about myself, which is funny because my partner has very tribal community associations linking to others. And I have the gate that's the only gate is about self-love. So yes, it's true. It's true that I process everything from the perspective of what is really me? What does it give me? Does this feel like my life? I've asked, my, I've, I've asked this question a lot to myself. Is this my life right now? And I never thought of it from the perspective. Like I always fight from between wanting to live my own life and then having this communal family tribal aspect of it like I don't care about other people like I mean of course I care about my friends and I care about obviously I care about my family I, I um, you know love my kid to death and my husband and but and it's even hard to say because there's so much prejudice against it but I do make decisions from the standpoint of them being and feeling correct and right for me and contributing to my well-being. I really struggle with something that compromises my own well-being for the well-being of others. So no, I'm not, um, unless it's probably my son, I probably won't sacrifice myself for anything. But you know, a weird thing is that there is, so the, we're literally coming upon this huge stigma in our culture that it's really hard for me to even talk about. This is hard for me to admit this, but this is my design. And actually, because of the fact that gate 10 connects to so many other gates, uh, so, so many three channels instead of just one, it's incredibly powerful someone with gate 10, um, an open hanging gate 10 can really direct that and, and funnel all that incoming 
love and perspectives and um, environments and all that stuff that the G is taken in, funnel it through how that applies to you, how that applies to, to your well-being. And it really is powerful because ultimately we are living our, our own lives. We care of others. We choose others. Again, ultimately because we're doing it for ourselves. I mean, no one gets married because of the other person. We get married because we feel good in the relationship, right? We choose someone because we feel good in the relationship. So there you have it. Then next gate is gate 15. That is the love of humanity. And that means finding love through your dealings and wheelings with other people, how you interact with other people. Gate 46 is the loving of your body. So that is just very physical, sensual, um, and um, how you, if you have that gate, you will be processing a lot of incoming messages and, you know, incoming identities and, and situations through how that relates to your body, how you might feel it on the physical level, on the sensual level. So it's a very tangible experience there. And then gate 25 is about connecting with the love of someone that's bigger than you. So that could be universe, God, um, science, you know, anything like that, that, that is sort of this larger, higher purpose. If you have that gate, you will be processing things that way. And then the four directional gates are gate two, which is about receiving. And gate one, which is about the creative energy. So these are kind of, these are two dichotomies, two oppositions in these four gates. So one and two are creating. One is creating active creation, doing, output. And then gate two is more passive, feminine, fluid, accepting incoming signals, right? Incoming information. Um, and if you have gate one, then you're pushing it out. You're, that's outgoing energy. And then gate 13 is about dealing with past exp experiences. And gate seven is about dealing with the future dealing with what's coming. So with gate 13 and the open center, you will be analyzing your incoming information and all that fluidity through the lens of past experiences and then applying that to process and make sense of the past and maybe learn some new lessons where gate seven, you will be using that same information to determine the future. So you will be defining what the next steps will look like, what, how the p upcoming problems, how the existing problems may be solved in the future. So as you can see, those are all very powerful. If you have any combination thereof. So for example, my son, he has both receiving and creative. So both gate two and one, and that is 
also incredibly powerful because then he can take something in, process it, see that kaleidoscope of opportunities, and then output that energy back into the world. And uh, gate two, or gate one, the active gate, as, as does gate two, but that connects to the throat. So if did you have that channel, that is how you then output what you know, what you've processed um, deeply. So not with your mind, but deeply with your body. What you process, how you put that out into the world. So that is all I wanted to share today about the wonderful and marvelous G-Center and my experience of living with an undefined one. Let me know if you have any questions and we have some really exciting conversations and solo episodes like this in the works. So I hope you stick around. Please uh, subscribe and share with a friend who has an open G. Cheers. Cheers.